your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Weapons of Class 4 and lower have been authorized for use during the purge. All other weapons are restricted. Government officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the purge and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. when the purge concludes. Blessed be our new founding fathers and America, a nation reborn. May God be with you all. Welcome to Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Entertainment Network. Boom Howdy. I am Dustin P. I'm Jamie Spagabe. And on this episode, that's right, this is the second time this week you've heard us. Yep. We recap USA's The Purge, episode six, entitled The Forgotten. So, with that being said, and for the sake of brevity, <laughs> we do dive directly into spoilers. So, yep. spoiler, 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 you've been warned. Genius, what was your first take on this episode? I enjoyed this episode. I, I always have beefs, and you know they're coming. You so always have beefs. I always do. But at the same time... You have, like, early 90s East Coast, West Coast rap beefs. Right? <laughs> oh, but, um... No, overall, it was a decent episode. I Like I said, I'm still kind of like... Once again, we just finished seeing this episode, so a little bit of more processing, and hopefully by the end, I'll have my final score. Ah, uh, yes, and banter always helps. Yes. Helps us decompress and digest the episode. Yes. So much like we've done with all the other episodes, we are going to break down this episode in four sections. First off, we have Riker Capital. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Jenna and Rick, mm-hmm. the Purge Protector, and then Miguel and Penelope. Mm-hmm. So which of those four genius would you like to choose? Ooh, I want to talk about the Purge Protector because we finally got some Purge Protector stories. Yeah, we got, yeah. Some, we got some background. I mean, like right off the bat, it's like Americana, like there's born to be in the... Ma-. I mean, it wasn't like crazy pandering, but at the same time, it was like really cool. It like a little daily slice of life. We find out the he's he's a welder. Yeah, and his like his name is Joe, mm-hmm. right? He's like literally Joe Americana, Joe Sixpack, like everyday Joe. And like he's good at what he does. He's like he's he's, he's liked by all of his, you know, coworkers. Right, and respected. Yep. And like he's the boss and like yeah, he's going probably through either a divorce or some sort of like, you know, maybe but, maybe he lost his wife or something. Yeah, but his wife is He's no, trying to get back in the dating game. Right, though. right. And like, you know, the management's looking giving him the googly eye and you know, look at you, Joe. Right Keep it up, Joe. Yeah, you know, and like so he's doing good. He's like everything's like the world's his oyster. He's like just, you know, he's your average dude right and his friends are like like oh that's a vulture that's a vulture they're gonna coming to get you and they, rightfully so right i mean like they unfortunately he was 100 right the next thing you know the purge protectors on his ass right yeah and the only and the only thing that gives him solace in the humdrum day-to-day life of looking for a job is tony robbins so Hey, man, everybody's got to have we've, something. We've all been there at some point in time. For some people, it's Tony Robbins. For some people, I guess apparently it's purging because that's what it leads to. Yeah, so apparently Joe works at a factory where they make, let's just say, widgets. 
Okay. Right. So, you know, he's able to motivate his coworkers and whatnot <laughs> and, and his subordinates. Right. And, you know, he, he's well-liked by everybody. You yeah. Know, he's like, hey, you know, let's go ahead and finish this order. And first the first round. Me. Yay. Yeah. Yay, Joe. Joe. And, and that's about the time that you would have, like, the like the weird 80s montage freeze frame where everybody would be, like, pumping fists. Right. Next <laughs> to, and then, sure enough, like, in the 80s, next thing you know, Yep, tumbleweeds like blowing across the the production floor and everything else. And That's fucked up, though. And, and you, you, of course, with everything with this show, you know, it sets up the the haves versus the have-nots. Right. And, I mean, literally, you were faced with a, a locked metal gate when these guys come back to work. Management's on one side with security. The average Joe is on the other side. And no explanation and nothing. No. That's that's fucked. And you know that's happened many a times oh, absolutely. to multiple people. So well, I, I mean it happens in current day. It's happened in the past. And I mean And it's gonna happen again. Right. I you mean, know, as long as companies look to, you know, cut their cut their expenses and up their profit margins, I mean, unfortunately people have to go. Yeah, and and this whole if one thing the purchase told us, it's all about people who need who want the money more than the human mm-hmm. there absolutely the dollar is way worth more than the human life and that's unfortunately so you know so i mean he's gonna go purge but one thing about the purge protector one that was awesome that did you notice that the homie that he saved from the guys with the bat when we first opened mm-hmm. up after he kicked their ass mm-hmm. he fucked their world up and he didn't kill him he no, he didn't, didn't beat him, him severely. Just beat him. Just beat him half within your life to protect one of his workers. He should have branded him with like a PP, right? Purge protector, right? The mark of quality. <laughs> but that was one of his um, workers. Yeah, and he goes, "Hey, I know you." And he goes, "No, I. You need to get to a safe house and let's get you patched up." And he goes, "No, no, no, no. I know you." And he goes, "Oh shit, I'm been busted." He goes. You're a fruity candy. And he goes, fruity candy. And it, it kind of pissed him off at first. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about, fruity? In fairness, if like I just saved somebody's ass and I beat some ass and somebody called me a fruity candy without any context, I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about, fruity? And he's like, he's you're like, a lifesaver. Wah, wah. I mean, I, I would expect that joke out of either you or I. Right? Well, I would have left his ass there if he would have said that joke. You're like, oh, you're on your fucking own. I, I would have straight up misery <laughs> broke his ankle and just left him there. Put him out of his misery. But yeah, I'd probably. Say that joke too. Like you're a lifesaver, tropical punch. <laughs> but like, so one thing. So I really dug the purse protector, and I like his story. That even through all this hardships, the way he's dealing with his own grief and sadness is going out purging and actually helping people out throughout yeah. the purge. He's he's still being a decent guy. But the one thing I didn't know, I didn't know he was after Jane. Yeah, and and that was a snippet that we got later on in the episode. That because what they did is they kind of broke up the characters. They didn't give us all of one character no. at the same time. But when he plugs it into his GPS, I guess his next victim. I mean, we don't know whether or not he's going to save or he's going to purge. Yeah. So I'm assuming. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna kind of go with a you know hypothetical here. We're we're definitely going into conjectureville. I think that the Riker Capital acquisition that they were working on. Has something to do with that the the plant closing? You th- yeah, yeah. I I definitely think is that I think he's Jane is the is, I guess is the catalyst for that that deal to go through. Yeah, and I think Joe is is assessing blame onto her, and so he's gonna go make things right by fucking her world up, pretty much because 
she fucked his uh. world up. But again, that's just conjecture. I mean, we didn't get a ton of what you know the Riker Capital people were working on. We didn't get a ton of what you know Joe had on his GPS. It was just the or his laptop. It was just Jane's face that popped up. So. I like what you're showing, and I want to subscribe to your newsletter. Well, it comes out every Thursday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's 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 good conjecture. I like that. Well, I like the way, if that holds true, I like the way that the writers you know, kind of weave everybody's story together because mm-hmm. we've had a convergence of Miguel and Penelope. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had a convergence of, you know, Jane, where she's at, and David Riker. Yeah. You know, we, we've had a mishmash of all these people kind of coming together and, and but, their stories weaving, but they're still individual. Right, but nothing really concrete to the point where their worlds are actually full-on contact yeah i mean like we have characters seen, are gonna meet yeah we haven't right. seen the purge protector and jenna and rick in the same scene the purge protector is actually the marriage counselor <laughs> so how do you feel about that rick <laughs> right i want to want a bologna sandwich right no but that's cool i like i like i like the adding jane aspect yeah well and i like, and I like what of, you said i like, like I, the I like i like what a lot of what they're doing with joe is i mean they're, they're definitely hyping him up to be you know the the average everyday person because I mean he takes his lunch in a in, you know one of the old metal lunch pails. Yep. it's a soda, yep. a bag of chips, and a and, and a bologna sandwich. And a bologna sandwich. Your basic like yeah, he's your every average day American, everyday just guy. Yeah, I mean the, the only thing we're missing from that is like him eating lunch up on a girder, <laughs> exactly, like like, like hundred and eighty five stories above New York City. He's almost a cartoon caricature, you know. He's yeah, like, like one of the old Looney Tunes, right? Yeah. But literally, he's like Batman. I mean, like mild mannered one day, and then an avenging thing on Purge Night. He's like the Purge Protector, and he's fucking rad. Yeah, I want to see where this goes, and I hope we. I hope he saves the day with Jane. Well, she's going to need some. Yes. So, so let's go into Jane. Yeah, I mean, we've covered pretty much everything with the Purge Protector. Yeah. Now, with Jane's story, it gets a, a way more detailed than what we've we've been receiving. You know, she finally gets to David Riker's apartment or condo or house, whatever. Yeah. Super villain lair. She's, I mean, she's, she's got a fucking elevator, for Christ's sake. Right. It's like it's his apartment, but he owns the whole building. Yeah, you know? and it's, it's like... like and, and when they go in the, the, the building, I mean, like, they're on the, the second level. So, I mean, he's got an elevator. Would you just have an elevator for two floors or what? I would. Shit, I'd have an elevator for one floor. I mean, I'd have an escalator to take me up and downstairs. I mean, but that's just me. I'd have one of those fucking uh, trams in the elevator. No, I would rail, not. The, no, the I've seen Gremlins. Hell no. No, I saw what happened. No way. No, not one of those. Not one of those, like, fucking... Chairs to go up the stairs. You know that shit that drives me up the wall? Ha ha. No, but like fucking... <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> but what, you know, in the airports, the one with like the walkaways, the motorized oh, yeah, walkways? The that, yeah. Yeah, I would go from like, I would love to have one from the couch to the fridge. That'd be fucking dope. Just zip, zip. And for the done. listeners out there, Lance and Uruguay is, you know, particularly Genius's couch and his refrigerator are about 25 feet away. <laughs> if that gives you any idea just how lazy Genius can be. I mean, you know, whatever. But getting back to Jane, you know, she finally makes, uh, she tries to make amends mm-hmm. with, you know, calling Baraka on David. Which is bullshit. I mean, I'm still angry at her for doing that, right? And like, well, it's, it's just horseshit. But at the same time, it's like... <laughs> Why would she like spill all her entire plan to David? Just say instead of like, "Hey, 
Word around the grapevine is someone's here to kill you. Well, man, guilt is a is a crazy bedfellow, man. That's and, I mean, true. it can eat people up, especially good-hearted people. Yeah. Because I mean, we we see early on in her in her character arc. I mean, she's taking care of her mom. Mm-hmm. You know, she's got the weight of the you know, essentially the world on her shoulders. So I think she's a a very caring character. I think at just this point, she's been so passed up so many times that it's it's ultimately starting to get to her and i think it's just starting to really piss her off yeah and i think this this was only a way that she could really feel i guess vindicated or you know feel like she would have some kind of control in her life this is just spill her what the entire no like the the whole you know calling a calling an assassin on purge night yeah but when she gets to David's place, she actually does, you know, she spills the beans mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, tells David, you know, hey, I hired a, you, you need to get out of here. Do you have a gun? Are we safe? You know, because I hired a hit woman to come get you. Right. Of course he's fucking safe. I mean, like. Yeah, exactly. He's of got, course he's fucking safe. Perchlet or not, this is like, he's got to be at least a millionaire. Yeah, he's got more money than Bieber. Right, right. He's got to have some money. He's with the rich elite. So, you know, he's got security or armed forces or something. So when he was safe and she goes, let's get out of here. Let's go do something. Where the fuck are they going to go? Yeah, you know, true. Where, where are you going to go? That's more secure than his place. Right. And bad move on her part, because now she's fucking trapped. Be, I mean, yeah, because he's like, no, let's come on. Come on downstairs. Let me show you what else I got. I got a full bath. I got a full bath. But he's he needs to die because even when he was like being nice at the beginning he's still sleazy he's still sleazy and like oh you know what for a woman that's a lot of, that's pretty ballsy of what you're doing and you're like Ew, you're just a pig and like it, it, we find out how fucking piggish it gets so he's like come on downstairs i got a bed and i got a bath and i'm talking about lamar you know and you're just like uh you need to get the gun and shoot him right then and there and i don't know if you caught it i think you did But I I thought an interesting little throwaway with this episode is the way that they, you know, we've talked about the way that they build the worlds. Mm -hmm. And, you know, David even made mention, he goes, you know, I've got a Sandin security system. It's state of the art. Yeah. Sandin is Ethan Hawke's character in the first Purge movie. Oh no shit. Yeah, so he nice actually call. Yeah, nice so he, he actually has he actually has the security system designed by Ethan Hawke. So I was like that's I mean it's it's little easter eggs like that yeah. that, that really make, you know, the, these type of shows, you know, especially attractive to me because it's like they weave kind of everything together. It's smart. Yeah. It's I mean, smart. Exactly. You've got these intellectual properties so you know, why not why draw not them together? Them? And you know what? It's a throwaway line to like Somebody who doesn't know. Yeah, like just, 95% of the people that haven't right. you know, seen the movie. But the people that catch it like, oh, yeah, I, I see, see what you did, did there. there. Yeah, <laughs> you know? So, no. So, anyway, so he puts that thing on lockdown. She should have, like, looked at the... Did she look at the, the key code to know what the pattern was I or hope something? to God she did. Because... I, I, I would like to think that Jane is a little bit smarter than the average bear. No, I don't think so. Well, Not of the fact that she's going to go risk life and she's limb. She's naive. But I think she's definitely smart uh, smart enough to, you know, do those kind of things. I hope so. I hope so. Because, one, like I said, I want to keep liking her. But she keeps fucking up. Now, not in this episode. <laughs> I mean, this episode gets fucked up for Jane. And, like, I, I hope she learns the error of her ways after this. Because he's like, come on, let's go downstairs. I got to show you one more thing, right? Mm-hmm. And she goes, no, 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 I'm going to get out of here. And she goes, and she's fucking Bracca, the one that uh, she hired. Yeah, right. with, with a with a bullet to the dome. Oops, you know, <laughs> like oh well, I and, guess. And then my all plans foiled. And then all of a sudden, you know, David Riker has goons. 
Hired goons. Hired goons? Uh, he's got two big, like, bodyguards behind right? him. And the fucked up thing is, like, the entire time he's talking, he's always saying, like, some misogynistic shit. Mm-hmm. Like, never hire a woman to do a man's job. And he goes, well, I don't know what you thought about hiring a woman to kill me. Right, you know, you're yeah. like, you're a fucking sleaze, you know? It's like, ugh fucking baldwin you know <laughs> yeah and, and you know that and it that's, gets worse exactly it does get worse because they actually go down into the ba- like i guess it would be the first floor not not necessarily the basement but the 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 first floor of the, the grotto his, yeah so and and what he's doing here is he's got all these like hoity-toity like ceos and cfos and whatnot and they're pawn at all of these women like not trophy not secretaries like, yeah and like not and he even mentions you know it, there's no there's no sex there's no inappropriateness but it's just like weird like sexual, sexual harassment harass- it yeah. was a sexual it was a sexual harassment purge what happened that's exactly that's what, what it that's was. what yeah. it was it's like you can like whistle and catcall and grope and everything all your secretaries yeah. you want and if you keep your mouth shut you'll get rewarded and get riches like that one girl or even like progress like you know you're a secretary yeah, like Anya yeah it's like you're a secretary the one day I'm gonna grope and fill you up no nudity no penetration and then the next day well you're getting promoted yeah you've you know? got the corner office it's horse shit but and, but at the same time I feel it's horrible because like right when I was gonna like right before we saw the personal collection mm-hmm. we were looking at the art and I go you know what for being a skeezy Baldwin he's got pretty good taste he in does art. have good taste you know he's got I mean, really I, good taste I like the apart I like the apartment layout right the architecture and everything I like those pictures he was showing to Jane it's, it's I nouveau like, industrial right and... I was like that's really fucking good he's got really good taste and then like now my personal collection i'm like and i'm like i bet it's like a rape dungeon or something horrible yeah and it was all it was just as bad yeah you know because like you have these greedy ass old men pawning everybody and they're they're tied up and their mouths shut like they're fucking cattle it's horrible it's like and then like if you just play the game you'll be fine too ah and i'm like ugh need to die and even them. to add a i guess a level uh, like another layer of slimy sleaze to his character he talks about the way that his father founded riker capital no and blacks he, no broads no blacks no broads and i'm just like wow yeah okay so we're gonna go there on and this and then one. he said see how far we come you know <laughs> yeah it's like, and it's like uh, I'm, I'm, I'm exactly like I, that's that's my sentiment exactly when he uh, said that when he said that man i all but turned off i'm just like oh you you slimy you, bastard you need to die you need to die horribly and i cannot wait till like episode nine or ten when, when like, jane offs him i hope it's like some fucking beatrix kiddo shit you know what i'm saying <laughs> some fucking <laughs> be you know i don't know man i think conjectureville i I, I think what's going to end up happening is the purge protector is going to go after jane and he's going to end up killing david Riker. i hope he lets jane kill david Riker. oh that'd be kind of cool that'd That'd be be great very poetic yeah that'd be fantastic that's what needs to happen jane kills the merger opens back up the factory and everybody gets black lung disease (laughs) (laughs) no but there you know what it was so awful because I hate to say it, but the, like Baldwin and all those other guys were totally make America great again. And that was their whole like thing. Like back in the day when we were fantastic and we could do this shit yeah. and we got shit done with all these broads and shit. You're like, ugh, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know? 
Ah, and it, I mean, you know, unfortunately, there there are still pockets of society that feel that way. It's unfortunate and it's terrible. Well, it's yeah, awful. no, believe me, I'm not condoning that shit because that, yeah, that's mo- some of the most reprehensible shit ever. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the things that the purge and the writers have done, you know, they've they've brought to light this this like seedy underbelly of tones and you know, the, like, good weird themes that are happening, you know, today. They do it to such an outlandish level. I hope people are like, ooh, that's fucked up. You know, maybe I should, like, not do what I do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Maybe I should rethink some of the shit that I've done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't wind up on somebody's purge list. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, to, to wind up, you know, Jane's little, uh, I guess, her little snippet. Is right. As she, of right. She's fucked. She, yeah, she's captured. Yeah. And, and she's, she's going to be one of the people that are, you know, one of the one of the individuals that are pawed at and yep. groped and everything else by these, these rich you know, heads of heads of you know companies and whatnot. As of right now, she's like in dire straits. Oh yeah, and yeah. You know that's, what? That's why she needs a hero. <laughs> she needs the purge to kick needs in the a door. Hero at the end of the night, and he's got to be driving a diddler van, and he's got to you know just like so. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but no, I like the fact that both these Purge Protectors and Janes were probably two of my favorites of the whole of this episode, mm-hmm. and they were probably the meatiest of the yeah, two. Yeah, and they gave us a lot more of the characters. I mean, I know we've we've received quite a bit of information on backstory about you know Jane, but the Purge Protector was pretty slim. And he was neat. We've been talking about how he needed to be more. Yeah. Now this isn't the full episode that I wanted. Right. But like. It's like the one, it's not the one that I wanted, but it's the one I deserved, you know, because like, <laughs> yes, you can have the purge back. But, um, I, I really enjoyed this purge protector and the Jane and I like. I am hoping they intertwine like, oh, they definitely will. I like, mean, we're on episode six now. This is slated for a 10 episode mini event. So, I mean, mm-hmm. they're going to have to start wrapping up, you know, storylines pretty briskly because we've only got three more episodes. Yeah. You know, unless they decide to extend this on into a second season. Which I really do. I hope they do because I think there's more stories that can be told. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, I mean, we pretty much covered Jane's story arc. Would you like to go to Jenna and Rick and the Stanton Dahmer dinner party? Or would you like to go to Miguel Pen- uh, Penelope? You're calling those two. I want to go with Miguel and Penelope. Okay. Because I think that... The Carnival of Flesh. Yeah, the Carnival of Flesh. I mean, in, in theory... I think that's kind of cool the way that they broke everything out. No, mm-hmm. I'm not calling for a carnival of flesh. I am, but I like the I like the way that they've they've built the world. You know, we yeah. we've already had the gauntlet. You know, Otis's gauntlet, right? And we we've had all these different things come up. And you know, just this this circus of debauchery <laughs> is just like a you know, another layer. Love it. So we we see that Miguel and Penelope have both been captured by Henry, mm-hmm. and Henry's doing the psychological torture. Talking you know, shit. Yeah, I'm gonna cut your eye out, and then I'm gonna kill your sister, and you're only gonna be able to see half of it. Wah, wah. That was so corny when he goes. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Oh, but for your case, ten ten. And having me wanted to Dude. go. Dude. Boom! And then the hat one for like, oh snap! You got told like it was like such like a. Eh, no, you were, but what am I? Now, see, that'd be one of those times where I'd be like in the tent. I'd be like, ha, it's funny because you've only got one eye. Get it? You know? <laughs> no, it, it'd be that kind of thing for me. But I mean, I do. I think. Yeah, I think Miguel. I think he worked his like uh, reverse psychology magic so well on Henry that it actually brought Henry into him. And then Miguel kicked the shit out of him while he was still kind of tied up. Well, here's my thing. 
not saying that I'm a super villain or anything like that, but at the same time, if I got someone who took my eye and I'm seeking revenge and I've already paid a lot of money in this elaborate ass plan to get everything going, even if it fell into my lap, I'm not gonna be like one, two, do, 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 do. Hey man, pride, pride cometh before the fall. Exactly, I'd be like, all right, stick. Now we're even. Now let me talk to you about why I did. You know what I'm saying? Get that shit done first. First things first. Business first, and then pleasure. So, yeah. But yeah, so so he comes up close and let me go. I'm gonna get you. And of course, he's a fucking Navy SEAL or um, he's a Marine. He's a Marine, yeah. So you know he knows how to defend himself against little piddly shit like that. The only thing is. He needed to break that post down a lot sooner. Yeah, he, needed to he keep, really did. Yeah, because, like, come on. It's a fucking tent. I know, and it's a tent. And it's put together by a carny. Come on, for Christ's sake. And it's been burnt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's been burnt a few times, actually. I don't, I don't really think OSHA's inspecting this one, so. It's the carnival of flesh. They don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? So, like, he should have been, like, cap, cap, and got away. It's like, all of a sudden, you just have people rolling in, like, a little trolley. do 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 codes enforcement. Right? <laughs> no, you, you just don't have it. Right? And here's the thing. I understand they're going to, like, okay, so after he beats up Henry, and he gets loose, and then, like, Henry's like, look out, he's waking up again, and then he finally, like, like snaps his neck. For some DOS effects. Right? Fucking one, good on Miguel because that guy needed to die because he was a creep and like he gave me the willies. Yeah, he was he, he was, was he was he was like a David Riker Jr. He was all well. Not only that, but he was just like scuzzy. And he just needed to go. Okay, so I'm glad he's gone. I'm glad, I'm glad he's dead. Yeah, he he looks like he would smell like Epsom salt and like old Taco Bell. He looks like he would smell like crack house. <laughs> Right, so like, <laughs> <coughs> neither so genius or myself know exactly what a crack house smells like, but we can only can imagine. Right, I know. <laughs> so anyway, so they steal his clothes. Right, mm-hmm. one, they, he takes his gun. They should have took his cash and his money in his car, because you know if he's willing to drop two gur on somebody cash, you know he's got some. Well, he's a drug dealer, right? So steal. So he's got to have a little bit of money if he's spending two grand on the on the purge, right? Steal his shit. Second of all, if you're going to take the time to steal the shit and the clothes and destroy them, don't just throw a piddly-ass coat on Penelope when she's wearing the goddamn robe of the Shroud of Turin. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she's got this big-ass, bright-ass, blue fucking, like, flower costume. Here, put these pants over that. You know what I'm saying? Duck that shit in. Do something. Don't just put a flimsy-ass green jacket to accentuate the bigness. You know what I'm saying? That's it's, like, it's like giving a jacket to Conan when he's at Tulsa Doom's, like, temple. I'm not saying, you know, you should, like, <laughs> give me that clothes. Whoosh, and rip it off like a fucking bad stripper. I'm just saying, like, you know, take some time. You got to, There's knives and implements of destruction. Cut some of that fucking flounce in the bottom off. Get some of that poof off. You know, make it down at least to the knee. You know, because you're looking, looking like fucking... <laughs> like no, a, I, I get like you, a man. goddamn Amish woman in the middle of Carnival of Flesh. How are you gonna try and blend in when you look like fucking sister wives? And that's why, that's why the fucking girl was like, "Hey, Penelope, look, yeah, I can exactly. see you." It's like fucking. Of course you can because she's fucking dressed up like eighteen accounting. Fuck you, you know. So it's like <laughs> that's my thing. If you're gonna take the time to fucking loot the corpse, which by the way you should do every single fucking time in a video game in real life loot the corpse so anyway so once you do that if you're gonna take the time to do some like fucking hitman change your clothes shit go all the fucking way 
no, he's packing. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I know they're like, your time's up, your time's up. It doesn't take but two seconds to put on some pants. Well, yeah. And, and see, my whole deal is I've seen way too many of these, you know, these movies and these TV shows that if this ever came down to real life and I had to kill somebody, I'm going to turn their head around like the exorcist. I mean, I'm going to neck. Don't like, take the time. No, get business first. No, it's not even that, man. I'm going to make sure, you know, you can't double tap in that situation, but you can damn sure make sure somebody's going to walk into a wall, you know? Yep. And I don't like the fact that they made Cowboy bad. Oh, you're talking about Rex, Rick's, the, Rex, Rex the, cowboy, the Cowboy? Because I thought it would have been a good character if he would have stayed good. Well, you know, maybe he doesn't get paid if these people escape. That You know? I mean, and he well, is all about the buck. But in fairness, he probably wants revenge for them, for him kicking his ass and putting him in the trunk. And well, then that was his fault. Back. Right? That no. was Rex's fault. He should have seen it coming. Bullshit. He he trusted Miguel. Miguel shouldn't have fucking did that. Rule that was number bad one, on Miguel. Purge night. At the same time, don't bite the fucking hand that feeds you. You know it's what I'm purge saying? Purge night. Ah. I ain't even gonna trust you on Purge night. I've known you almost three decades. I don't trust your ass on regular night. I don't <laughs> taco, taco night. I don't trust you. Fuck. <laughs> fuck you. Talking about Purge night. So yeah, I I just you know <laughs> but, with, with Rex, I think you know I, I think a lot of his is just like you said. I think it's a lot of anger and whatnot from having the two people you know right. freed from his uh, from his truck. Change your clothes, not your characters. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. That's my, that's my thing with that. And if you're gonna escape. Don't just do a smoke screen. There's live ammunition. Go fucking out. Yeah, but you got too many people, man. You only have so many bullets. That's true. But do a live grenade instead of a smoke grenade and then take out the tent. Kaboom, we'll bang for your buck. That's you've been playing. You've been playing way too much Grand Theft Auto. Yes, I have. Yeah, Genius has way too many sticky bombs in his inventory <laughs> right now. So, you know, and... Is that we're, a euphemism? <laughs> we're, we're too... We're to assume now that, that, that Miguel and Penelope have escaped because they jump on, like, the dead body trolley. Which is gross. Well, hey, man. But ain't necessary. Any poor in the storm. Exactly. You, you got to get out of there somehow. Fucking if it's down to that or getting get purged, I'd share a body bag with something and get Dude, out Dude, I'd of cut that. open a Tauntaun. I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, hell yeah, I went to open a Tauntaun. I'd do that for and fun. I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Yeah. You know, they might be good eating, though. Yeah, exactly. So, But not these dead bodies, but... So we assume they escape via, like, the dead system. Yeah, the dead trolley. Yeah. So, and that's pretty much it. The trolley of Purge believed. <laughs> right? Bring out your dead. Vroom, 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 vroom. So, yeah, I mean, that pretty much wraps up Miguel and Penelope's story. So, really, the only two that we have to talk about now is is really the other meatier part of this this particular episode with Jenna and Rick. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, you've got a lot of dissent with Jenna and Rick now because they finally make it home. Yeah. They finally get, you know, locked down their house and everything. And Rick is really super uber jealous with Jenna's relationship with Lila. I mean... I, I really can't blame him. I can't blame him. I can't... But here's my thing. They both need to calm their fucking tits. You know what I'm saying? Very true. There's bigger fish to fry. They barely made it back to home with their lives. Yeah, I mean, we've still got seven hours of purge left to go. Maybe you can settle this, I don't know, maybe next Tuesday? Right, that's what I'm saying. That's my main beef with this. There's bigger fish to fry, and the fact that they're going to have this argument about things that happened in the past and this relationship argument. Meanwhile, there's a revolution going on, and everybody's dying right in front of them. It seems like, to me, this was too much drama where there needn't need be drama. Yep. You had all these different action set pieces, you had the Purge Protector story, which tucked at the heartstrings and yet brought out that action at the beginning. You had Jane's thing where at the very end, it's like, holy shit, there's shit going down. Mm -hmm. And you even had Miguel with had action throughout. Yep. So to intersperse between that and this basically bedroom drama 
that's going on, it almost ruined the flow of this episode to me for this because I'm still angry at fucking both of them because they're both in the wrong. But to me, it's like... Who's more wrong? Who's more wrong? But I just I can see both sides of the situation. I can too. You know, Jenna's heart what wants what Jenna's heart wants. Right. And uh, apparently, Rick is being nothing but more than just a you know a socialite where he's just trying to climb the 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 social ladder and he doesn't really care whether or not he leaves him you know himself behind. You know, the old him. True, but at the same time, he's trying to do what's into his mind, what's best for his family. Well, we don't. Is it is it best for his family or is it best for him? Because we don't know because you know what? He might be thinking in the way like I'm trying to get away from give everybody right all that I can and take the opportunities that I can see. I'm not saying that he's being a go getter, but he's going to see himself on the wrong side of history. Everything said and done. But at the same time, he's doing what he thinks he needs to do to get ahead to provide the most for his family. Yeah. And he even makes mention during the thing, you know, I don't want my I don't want my kid you know, having to buy food with food stamps and be, right. you know, in poverty. And Jenna's like, well, don't act like I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth. You know, they, they, they were on different sides of the spectrum in regards to, you know, their wealth, but they weren't so far apart where I guess Jenna is seeing Rick's personality completely change from the person that she fell in love with. Cause some people are good with being where they're at, but some people want to keep on climbing and not saying that one person is more right than the other. But that's just two different things. So until they figure out how to get some sort of happy balance, they're always going to be at odds. But it doesn't help the fact that you have Lila coming in the fact and fucking around shit and talking shit on both people. You know what I'm saying? And the fact of the matter is you have Lila's dad, who's the NFFA, going around talking shit. One, offering you money that he and Jenna have both agreed to. Right. Okay. And second of all, that the family, that he's now got a new baby. So... They're all going to have a new kid. And so it's just, but once again, going back to the original point, it doesn't matter now with the deal because everybody's dead. Yeah. Yeah, so exactly. like it doesn't you, you fucking had, matter. You had the, you had the revolution so, that that took place in the Stanton household. So them talking about like, oh, how could you have done that? And he goes, I would kill a hundred people if it meant being being able to provide for my family. Right. And in the fairness, I would too. You know. But then he goes, well, then. You made a deal with the devil, and we gotta make money and blah blah. And once again, bad timing. None of this matters. It's purge night, and shit just went south. <laughs> wait till <laughs> wait till the morning to figure out where the finances lie. Yep. You know, both of them, in my mind, need to calm their happy asses down. Yep. And and one of the the most telling pieces of it, you know, you can still say that Jenna has a lot of feelings for Lila. Because he said, do you love her? And he goes, I don't know, maybe. Well, not even that. You know, when Jenna tries to call to get a hold of Lila to find out whether she's even still alive, just the you can hear like a bunch of just random voices on the phone, a bunch of chaos. And you go, she's, she's dead. dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, you know, and, and then, I mean, you can tell that Jenna is visibly shaken. You know, she starts crying and and it's just and Mark it's a, comes up and he goes oh I'm so sorry that happens but you know in the back of his mind he's like good I'm glad that bitch is dead you know what I'm saying I mean, you and, know and he, he is well yeah you you can tell it too because later on in the episode you know when they're sitting at home they're like oh do you want some scrambled eggs no I want them over easy this that and the other I kind of called it uh, yeah you did yeah because I mean it, it's, it's it kind was of, almost obvious yeah it, it was almost like the fastball straight down the middle I mean, right so we see at, at the end of the episode Lila comes running up you know bloodied battered you know crying 
kind of dis- disheveled and everything else. And she's banging on the door. Let me in, let me in. They're trying to kill me. And all of a sudden, you know, you see like Jenna's like, no, let her in, let her in. And Rick's like, oh, hold uh, that button. Well, maybe. <laughs> um, but she saw that look of like, fuck. Yeah. Right on his yeah. face as soon as he sucked Lila. And I was like, ah, shit. Damn shit it, I got almost out of it. Right? Yeah, man. This is going to be an interesting dynamic. It really will be. Because, I mean, now you've got Lila coming back over. And, I mean. Uh, anything can go. Because, like, anything can go. Mark could kill Lila. Lila could kill Mark. Jenna could kill both of them. Mark Jenna could kill you mean Rick. Yeah, Rick. Jenna could kill the dude, the <laughs> the guy. Jenna can kill like both of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The only person that I don't think is gonna die in this triangle is Jenna. Yeah, I I really don't think that USA or the the people in this show kill would a actually, pregnant woman. Yeah, right kill a pregnant love. woman. I mean, yeah. that would that would be kind of not necessarily you know taboo, but I mean that would that would be crossing some It'd lines. It'd be shocking. Yes. Yeah. It'd be shocking. Must see TV. Must something. So, so, do we have anything else that we need to cover with Jenna, Rick, and Lila? I don't know. This one just made me angry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, like, one, you saw Lila was coming. You knew she was, you oh, knew yeah. she was, even though when they said she was dead. And the fact that all this drama could be avoided for later on, mm-hmm. it's like bringing up, they're even talking about shit that happened, like, in the past, past, past. Not the shit that just recently happened ten minutes ago. Right. That's some shit you want to talk about. You oh know? yeah, absolutely. Like you even definitely need to how... have, the, have the conversation about everything that happened in the last ten minutes. Right. But like, ba- why the hell did we just have to run home? But bad call on Mark for bringing up whole shit in the first place because one, he goes, "How long did you know about this like maid encounter?" And he goes, "She was not very long." You know. Okay. Cool. I understand that. But two, why'd you go and tell her again? Save that shit for tomorrow. Exactly. So that's why it made me angry, because I get angry at this shit a lot. Oh, I understand. I'm, I'm the same way. I'm the same way with continuity errors and whatnot in the movies and televisions. Right. So we've pretty much covered everybody. Mm-hmm. We, we've covered the Purge Protector. We got a hold of Riker Capital yeah, and, and th- Jane. Uh, we got Miguel and Penelope taken care of, and now Jen and Rick. So with that being said, like we do on all the shows, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, how would you rate this episode? I want to like this episode more than I did, because... Um, I really enjoyed the Purge Protector. I really enjoyed his backstory, and I know it's like ham-fisted, heart, like heartstrings, whatever. I just like bologna sandwiches, right? I'm not, I'm not lie. It almost seemed like Hallmark presents the Purge because, a, like, the Purge Lifetime movie, right? Not because it's bad, but because like it's like a slice of Americana, you know. And I really enjoyed that to see like the everyday man's Purge, and I really want to see where more of the Purge Protector goes. Oh, we're definitely gonna see more of him, right? I want to definitely see where more Jane goes because I hope she becomes some sort of spirit of vengeance. And I'm like, I love the fact that they're somehow going to intertwine. Yep. That's really got me excited. I really like the Miguel, even though we got a little bit of Miguel and Penelope, just a little bit. I, but I, I'm, I'm half on half with the Miguel. And I liked it, but that just change your goddamn clothes is what's getting. Yeah. Me. In, in the first couple episodes, I mean, they really were weighted pretty heavily with Miguel and Penelope. Right. And, and the magic school bus and whatnot. So I'm going to go six and a half. And because the Jenna one, the Jenna and Rick one just got under my skin because it was it. it like I said earlier, it just messed up the pace and the flow of this for me. OK. And that's really those because I like I like like I said, I like the Purge Protector and Jane, but not enough to overcome the anger that 
Jenna and Rick game. Yeah. So. And I'm going to go with a cautious seven. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that is because if they end up weaving the Purge Protector and Jane together, like mm-hmm. I like we conjectured, you know, that, that they might, I will love it and I will eat it up with a spoon. But what I, what I think is going to happen is I think they're going to run out of time. I, I, you know, the three episodes, I mean, they've got some pretty, pretty long, I guess, long in the tooth storylines that they, that they need to wrap up. And I'm just afraid that they're gonna they're gonna try to shortcut one of them, rush job them. Yeah, well, not necessarily all of them. I think we're gonna get pretty good resolution with Miguel and Penelope since they have been such an integral part of the story. I think we're definitely gonna get the Rick Lila Jenna situation kind of you know sewn up. I'm I'm worried about the the way the Purge Protector and Jane and Riker Capital are gonna kind of mm-hmm. come together. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just afraid that they're gonna try to they're gonna try to ramrod that one so quickly that it's gonna kind of be a little disjointed. That one I think out of all the other stories can go sideways quick. Yeah, it really can because right now it's pissing me off. But when they, <laughs> especially Jane's doing some dumb shit. But if you can add that element of the Purge Protector and pull it off right. I think it's going to be fantastic. But if you fuck it up. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to go with a seven. You're going to go six and a half. Mm-hmm. We will be back actually next Monday for our recap of episode two of AMC's The Walking, the Walking Dead. Dead. Yes. And then following with that me. Wednesday with USA's The Purge. But <laughs> on behalf of my co-host, Genius McGee, I'm Dustin P. And I'm going to go change my password. <laughs>